Our bodies are portals. Every time we drift into sleep, we step through a gateway into unknown worlds. Walking through the void, passing through darkness and light, as the atoms of the universe rearrange themselves into vision, prophecy, messages, and memories. With the ego left behind, we become the creator once again, weaving together the very threads of reality through our dreams. I am Stella Porta, Stargate, Incarnated Angel, Dream Oracle, Artist, and your guide and bridge between the seen and unseen. Welcome to the Dreamweaver Podcast. Welcome to Scorpio season, my beautiful dreamers. And what a day to be recording as the sun moves from Libra into Scorpio. And we talk about the themes of death and rebirth, endings and beginnings. I also have something very special today because I have received the first voice message for this podcast from one of you, one of the listeners. And I will share that towards the end of the episode and answer the questions that our beautiful listener has asked. This was an episode I planned to record months ago, and I'm not sure if I was intentionally putting it off, which is ironic because I tend to rush things, or if I just needed the space to process everything that has happened. In truth, probably a little bit of both. The prominent theme for this summer was death and rebirth, endings and beginnings. And I know we're in October now, but I'm going to rewind a little bit back to August of this year. And it's interesting that we're talking about these themes of death and rebirth, given that the ancient Egyptians called sleep the little death. Because in the dream state, we have no physical body, just like when we die. And what I'm about to share with you is really going to encapsulate the correlations and the patterns between my dream time and my waking life. All right, let's start with August. (laughs) So every year, there is a serious gateway around July 28th. Some people say July 26th, but I've always found July 28th more resonant with me up until August 12th. With the peak of that alignment on August 8th, known famously as the Lion's Gate portal or the 8-8 portal. And I have some reflections to share from this year's Lion's Gate (laughs) and even some Lion's Gates that have passed in previous years because there's so many things I find for myself that happens around this time and I didn't understand or really know how these energies affected me until I learned more about them within the last few years. One of the resources that I was introduced to, or you can say divinely came my way, was the Starseed Archetype System, or it's called Starketypes for short. And it was developed by Sersha Clare. And there are 12 Starseed Archetypes. 
And I've taken this test many times and I continue to get the Voidwalker Starkotype. And I'll link the test for you in the show notes so you can check for yourself if you're interested. And as a Voidwalker Starseed Archetype or Starkotype, my key mission is to master techniques and practices of astral projection that allow me to assist beings in the multiverse. So although I often work with others on the third dimensional plane by helping people to understand multidimensionality, etc., most of the work that I do occurs during sleep or hypnotic states, especially for myself, the hypnagogic state, what I call the in-between that liminal space between sleep and wake. It centers around learning the foundational skills of being fully aware of dream work, which can be cultivated with time and practice. Otherwise, much of my operational power as a void walker is exercised through my dreams, which has been the case my whole life. If you've listened to any of my other episodes from this podcast, It actually fits very well with all the Scorpio-Pluto energy that I have in my tropical natal chart. I actually have a Scorpio stellium, which means that I have a concentration of three or more planets in one sign, which has the power to dominate the rest of your chart, especially if your sun sign is involved. And in my case, my sun is involved. My sun is also in Scorpio. So I'm really not surprised (laughs) that this was my starseed archetype. And each starchetype has what's called an illumination phase to receive updated light codes. And this is what brings me back to talking about the Lionsgate portal. So the starchetype illumination phase for the Voidwalker is called the Infinitum. And it begins annually on August 8th. And it's a 12-day period of receiving updated light codes. So from August 8th, basically to the 15th, which is pretty much around the same time as the Sirius Gateway, as I mentioned earlier. And I didn't realize it until I learned about it, I think about a year ago, that during this time in my life, things have just happened, (laughs) creating patterns in my waking life and my dream time. You can call it synchronicity. You can call it divine timing. I mean, even for example, back on July 28th in 2013, that was when I met my beloved Justin. And as I was driving around before I was to meet him later on, I saw my first double rainbow. And that was definitely a very beautiful sign and a very beautiful omen. And I didn't know anything about the Sirius Gateway at that point, clearly. (laughs) That was over 10 years ago. So that was 2013. And that was something that significantly changed the trajectory of my life, meeting my partner, meeting my beloved. So in saying all of that, the Voidwalker illumination phase occurs roughly around the same time as the Sirius Gateway. So this portal this energetic gateway, this celestial opening in time has always held some sort of magic for me. In August of 2021, me and Justin made plans to move to the Sunshine Coast in British Columbia. And literally the last day of the Sirius Gateway, August 12th, 
which is also a few days before the end of the Voidwalker illumination phase, I had the wildest dream. I was in a room with very large windows and I went to look out the windows and I saw this really bright sun. It was a white sun. And the sun was almost eye level with me. It was right in front of me. It had symbols around it. And I didn't realize it until later when I did some research that it was the Vegvisir, and I don't know if I said that correctly, which is the Norse compass. And it was around the sun with the sun in the middle. And I have never in this life, to my remembrance, dreamt of any Viking symbols before. Although I have had Viking dreams later after this dream, which I will share in another episode, when I learned one of my ancestral clan names through my dream. I'll get into that some other time. When someone wears the Vegvisir, it means that the wearer of the symbol will not lose their way during storms and bad weather, even if they don't know their destination. And this is what made it so profound and potent because I dreamt this three days before we left Ontario to travel to British Columbia. And we drove by car, so it took us about three weeks because we took our time and we stopped along the way. And during that time, I saw ravens throughout our entire road trip, including different businesses with the word raven in it, such as Raven Bistro, Raven Bookstore, Raven Gifts, and Actually, we ended up settling on the Sunshine Coast, where the word raven features prominently in quite a few business names. And the most wildest part of it all was we were driving behind a white box truck. And you know when people write, wash me on cars (laughs) with the dust? Well, (laughs) this truck had, I kid you not, Four specific Viking runes. What are the chances? I mean, really. It was right in front of us and my mind was so blown I didn't even take a picture. Because at the time, instead of taking a picture, I was searching frantically on Google trying to figure out what these symbols were. And myself and Justin were just so blown away because I had told him about the dream when we left. And then a few days later, while on the road, we saw these symbols. So it was definitely an omen and a sign that we were being divinely guided and we were protected on our journey and we were going to get exactly where we needed to go. Because there was so much uncertainty during that time, especially because businesses were shutting down and closing. And I was a little bit nervous, I won't lie, when we first set out on our journey. (laughs) So this was just so beautiful that my guides, my angelic team were just communicating with me, my ancestors possibly as well, that we were safe and we were okay and we were doing exactly what we needed to do. And I was following the messages that I was given. I was following the path laid out before me and everything would work out. And I dare say it did. A couple days later, too, I have an entry in my dream journal as well for August 15th, 2021, which is the last day of the Voidwalker phase. 
Not only did I see the word raven a lot on this journey, I also saw the word starcraft. S-T-A-R-C-R-A-F-T. It was on vehicles, on business signs. (laughs) I can't even make this stuff up. This is just my life. And looking at my dream journal right now, even a few days after, on August 19th, I had a visitation during the dream time that I'm not really going to get into. I think it should remain private. But basically, a couple of what looked like gods and goddesses, they felt and looked like celestial beings. They looked human, but they were much taller, like Greek or Roman gods, came down to get me. (laughs) I think I was part of their family, but I'd forgotten. And they gave me a certain piece of jewelry that I've never seen in my life. I'm still waiting to kind of come across it at some point in my earth journey. I think that would be so wild and so incredible. I'm going to keep my eyes out, but I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to get into that. Okay, and sticking to this theme of what happens for me during the Sirius Gateway and the Voidwalker Illumination phase, which really... At this point, they're one and the same. They're roughly around the same time. Back in the year 2022, I also had a dream on August 7th, which is the day before the 8-8 portal, the Lion's Gate. And I did speak about this in my episode on portals, so I won't really get into it. But basically, I saw the sun turn into a portal And there were psychedelic jellyfish floating everywhere. First time for that. I've never had that experience in the dream time before. But who knows? Maybe I'll have it again. I do believe that our sun is a portal. It's a stargate. And I do talk about that in that episode. And now we're back to this year, 2023. But before I really get into it, let's talk astrology really quickly. Because these energies visibly played out in my life. Venus went retrograde in Leo during the summer, I think it was July, and it activated my second house of money. And the sun was also transiting Leo, activating my second house of money as well. And it's also my material values. How do I want to receive money? How do I want to circulate money? Who do I want to work for? What are my values around money, basically, and my finances? And while this second house energy is playing out in my life this summer, so is my Saturn transiting my ninth house until 2026. And when Saturn transits the ninth house, travel's not advised. But if you are to travel, you need to remain flexible because things are bound to happen that will be out of your control. So during this particular illumination phase for the Void Walker, as well as the Sirius Gateway, of course me and my husband decided to take our one-week holiday and head across the ocean to Vancouver Island. And let's just say this portal, the Sirius Gateway, and the Void Walker phase had a lot in store for me this summer. Before we left for our holiday, Me and Justin were told that there wasn't enough money coming in at the restaurant we worked at to keep us employed. We were supposed to have until the end of August 
to get our finances in order and save up a little bit of money before they had to let us go. But we only ended up working three days after our holiday when we got back and then we were let go. However, on the day of the Lion's Gate, I was shopping in a Winners because we do not have Winners where we live. We don't really have many stores at all, actually. <laughs> it's a pretty small, pretty small coast. And my phone notification went off and I saw that I had an email from a job that I applied to back in May. <laughs> and it was divine timing because this job was just perfect. It was so aligned. It came at the right time. I thought they had already filled it or I was forgotten about, but I was offered the position and I was just so grateful because I'd already had this plan in place because I knew that we wouldn't have long at this other job at the restaurant. And luckily, because I follow astrology and shameless plug here, I actually have a book that I created. It's 143 pages that will help you as well if you're interested in learning what energies are going to be coming into play into your life, what energies are already in play. Because I knew beforehand that something was going to happen with my house of money. Something around my finances, about how I view finances, who I wanted to work for. And so I was already prepared mentally for what could potentially happen. Because remember, none of this is truly faded. The stars tell a story, but you write the ending. And when you learn to work with the energies at play, you can harness that energy for your benefit. You can prepare yourself like I did. For example, applying to more aligned career opportunities before certain transits started in my second house of money. So I'm offered this position. And then that very same night, we had a Lionsgate activation with Solera and Ra. And this was our first time doing any sort of channeling experience that wasn't online. And it was very powerful and very potent. And really, it brought me that sense of community that I didn't know I was missing. And we go home back to our Airbnb. And then the next morning, I find out that Pretty much 12 hours after we did that Lionsgate activation, my grandmother, who I call Nonna in Italian, she transitioned. She departed from this realm peacefully in her sleep, rather suddenly just slipping from this dream to another. And then a few days later, on my grandfather's balcony, and my grandfather lives in the city. He lives in the GTA, the greater Toronto area. He lives on the 11th floor of a condominium <laughs> and there was a hawk on the balcony. A hawk, a real hawk, a few days after my grandmother passed. And I have a picture of this hawk because my mom sent it to me and it's just staring at the camera and it looks like my grandmother. The eyes look like my grandmother. Even the smile. And I can tell you, hawks do not land on the 11th floor balconies in a city like that. It just doesn't happen. My grandparents have been living there for over 25 years, and that has never happened before. 
So I know it was my grandmother. And one of my sisters, Zoe, who was a guest on the last episode, after seeing me post the picture of the hawk in my story on Instagram, she sent me a message saying that my nunna, my grandmother, must have been a G. <laughs> because most ancestors will hop on a cardinal or a blue jay. But my nunna went for the apex predator. And Zoe said that she transitioned fast. And she guarantees that my grandmother is my angelic link. And I believe that with all my heart. My grandmother was definitely not of this world. She had a lot of physical problems in her physical vessel with health. She struggled with that most of her life. And she was the most compassionate, non-judgmental person I've ever known. Qualities that I hope to embody in myself one day. Since that happened back in August, and it's still wild to me that it happened the day after the Lionsgate portal, also during the Sirius Gateway, also during the Voidwalker illumination phase, I want to mention that the property that me and my husband live on, we've lived here for just over two years now, I think it is. And I've never seen a hawk outside of our place. He hasn't either. But after my grandmother transitioned, I have seen two hawks land in front of me as I've been working. (laughs) As I'm sitting here at my desk, looking out the window, The first one was during an oracle singing course, a weekend event with Z Earthstar from the Earthstar Academy. And as we were all singing together, we couldn't hear each other, but we were singing, we were supposed to be practicing on our own. I look out the window and there is just a hawk right in front of me (laughs) on the tree. And then a few weeks later, I'm doing something else with the Earthstar Academy. And I look out my window and a juvenile hawk, a baby hawk lands right on the post in front of me. And like I said, we have been living here over two years and neither of us have ever seen a hawk just land outside of our place. I know that my grandmother's spirit has been visiting me through the animal kingdom. But in all honesty, I thought she would visit me more in the dream time. And at first I was a little disappointed that She hadn't, because it took about a month after she passed. Finally, on September 4th, I had my first dream of my grandmother. Myself, my mom, my brother, and my grandfather were in something that looked like a car. It felt like a car. The space felt kind of boxy, I guess you could say. And there was a fifth person, but I didn't realize who it was until a little bit later in the dream. At some point, I saw that the person was my grandmother. And no one could see her, though, but me. I kept saying, she's right here. I can see her. Why can't you see her? How does nobody else see her? And in the dream, she was still deceased, the same as she is in my waking reality. And I asked her a lot of questions that I really wish I could remember... (laughs) And I was going back and forth between asking her and then relaying her response to everyone in the car. The only question that I wrote down in the middle of the night that I remember asking her was, when are you going to fully transition? And she replied with October 11th. And the date of this dream, I don't think I mentioned this, was the day before 
what would have been her next Earth birthday on September 5th. Now, I waited until October 11th, waiting to see if something would happen, and I'm sad to report nothing out of the ordinary, but the last dream I've had of her since then was on October 10th, the day before October 11th, and she gave me a hug in the dream, and she was still departed. I knew that in the dream. I don't know if she was saying goodbye, because she did tell me that's when she was going to fully transition off the earth plane. I truthfully don't know for sure what the meaning and the message of that dream was. And I think that's okay. And we need to allow ourselves those moments of not knowing, of not having the answer every single time. Needless to say, from that share, (laughs) that this illumination phase, this portal during the summer in the season of Leo really activates a lot for me and just brings me such incredible dream and waking experiences. And I think it's really important to just be aware, to just be conscious and cognizant of what can happen, of all the infinite possibility, all the different threads woven together to create this beautiful web of the cosmos. It's all connected. We are all connected. At the end of it all, we are the earth dreaming and the earth is dreaming us. We, as human beings, are a part of the earth. Our lives and experiences are influenced by the natural world around us. We depend on the earth for everything. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat. The earth as a living and dynamic entity has given rise to human beings as part of her evolutionary journey. Over a very long time, life evolved on earth and eventually the earth dreamed up humans as part of her huge story of life. Our lives are a reflection of the earth's ongoing evolution, and the intricate web of life on our planet. Our physical body is the vessel through which we dream. And I found for myself, and I'm sure most people, we focus so much on the upper chakras, the crown and the third eye, to connect with divinity, to connect with the divine source of all things, to connect with our spirit guides, our angelic galactic team, that we neglect our lower three chakras, which connect us to the earth realm. But really, it's these lower chakras that allow our physical body to be our dreaming vessel, our ship that allows us to pass between these worlds. This is also why I do like working with crystals, especially during the dream time. Because they are still a part of this earth. They're mined from the earth. They are part of her spirit. They are physical. They are tangible. And one crystal that I haven't spoken about yet that I've been working with is merlinite or mystic merlinite. And the vibration I feel is so powerful because if you put it to your forehead, You can feel 
especially if you're clairsentient, powerful pulsations surging in through the third eye chakra. And then it kind of fills your head and then moves downward to the base chakra and then up to the crown. So we're getting this connection between the upper chakras and the lower chakras. And this specific stone links directly to the elemental energies of earth, fire, air, water, and storm. It parts the veils between the visible and the invisible worlds. And it also helps with developing psychic capacities such as clairsentience, clairvoyance, clairaudience, and prophetic vision. This crystal is even said to facilitate the opening of dormant areas of the mind so that you can recall knowledge and talents from past lives. And when you sleep with this stone, it brings forth a stream of potent and powerful dreams. It can even help with dream recall and to, for lack of a better word, summon one's spirit guides to teach and guide you during these deep dream experiences. It really helps with lucid dreaming so that you can become aware that you're dreaming and then can choose a course of action and sort of take control of the dream and become the powerful creator that you are. I personally work with this stone in its raw form so it's not polished. And I meditate with it pretty much daily. Sometimes I like to lie down and meditate with it on my forehead, on my third eye. Other times I place it under my pillow. However, I will say when placing it under your pillow, give it some time to align with you. (laughs) You may not notice anything right away. Sometimes when we shift gears from dreaming a certain way, and trying new things and incorporating new practices into our dream time, our dream work, we find that we go through a period of sometimes no dreams or the lack of recall of dreams. And that's completely normal. It's just your mind, your subconscious sort of shifting gears. So all I would say is just allow it time to realign, recrystallize recalibrate your practice before you give up on it completely if you think it's not working. I had a thought drop into my awareness the other day, or you could call it a cosmic download, that crystals are your ally. They are working with you, not for you. They deserve the same respect and reverence that you would give to any of your other celestial guides and angels and galactic beings. I was going to share an amazing experience I had with the bee spirit, the honeybee, and its relation to the dream time and my waking life. However, I think I'm going to wait on that one. It deserves a whole episode on its own. There's so much I can share in terms of European bee shamanism and the dream work practices associated with that. We've come to the end of this episode and it's time to listen to the voice message that was left by one of our beautiful listeners. And I say our 
because this is really a community that I'm cultivating. You are family and I love each and every one of you. All right, let's hit play. Hey, this is Kayla. I'm always a little awkward at first speaking, so I apologize, but bear with me. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to come on here and share some questions that I had. Um, but first, say thank you for just being a beautiful light in this universe and sharing some heart space with us and, and your guidance. It has really helped with a, a form of understanding that I haven't had before. So I greatly appreciate it. But um, a few questions I had. Um, the main thing I've struggled with is how to tell the difference between a message from the universe versus a glimpse of other reality. And also how how to accept these gifts that we were blessed with or honored with in these in this dream state and without it affecting our awakened reality our, our where our physical being is um, I find I struggle waking up every day dreaming so heavy um, I think it might cut me off <laughs> but but yeah just uh, how to how how to manage all of that Kayla thank you so much for these questions I will say right away that I have received this question from many people through my Instagram DMs, through email, from my website, through just text messages from my friends. And this is a very common question. I do find that a lot of this question actually centers around dreams that people are having of past lovers, past relationships, and it becomes really confusing. So for myself, the way that I tell a past life dream from, let's say, a regular dream, even though I do categorize my dreams into four types, and that's in a previous episode, I believe it's episode two, for this type of dream, it's when you are the observer and the subject simultaneously. If I put it in human words, it's as if you're watching a movie but you're also the main character at the same time. A lot of the times you might feel as though you haven't slept even though you've had, let's say, 8 or even 10 hours of sleep. And that's been happening for me this week myself. And I call these types of dreams memory retrieval because you are reliving a past life memory through the dream time. And you'll also know this type of dream too when you're in a building or a place or an environment that you've never been in your waking reality before. You can also tell by the interactions that you have with others. But that part is more of a feeling, not necessarily a visual. However, for the visual aspect, it's also when you look into a mirror in the dream and the body staring back at you is not yours. So it can be something as obvious as a whole different body altogether like different colored eyes, skin, maybe even biological sex. 
or it can be something as simple as different color hair or hairstyle. When I've personally had these types of dreams, I've looked into a mirror and had no idea who the body was staring back at me. And I was conscious that I was the dreamer. I was the main character in this story. But I was also lucid enough to know that this body is not the body that I have in my physical reality now. So in these types of dreams, you are witnessing a memory from a previous incarnation of yours, either from this earth or from another star system. And this could even include languages that you don't speak in this reality that you somehow know <laughs> in the dream time or even certain names that you give to other people in the dream. For example, I had a dream once a few years ago where I gave a totally different name that I never heard before in this lifetime. I even tried to Google it and only a few definitions came up. It was definitely not an English name. And these are all just a few examples to help you discern whether you are living a past life memory in the dream time or whether it is your subconscious just being extremely creative, I guess you could say. I know Kayla didn't ask about this specifically in her question, but I do want to touch really briefly on dreams where you are traveling between dimensions and visiting an alternate reality where you and a past lover are together. Because I can't even tell you how many messages I receive asking me exactly this. People struggle with that. They struggle with dreaming about past relationships, uh, sexual experiences with previous partners, even sexual experiences with partners they've never met before in this reality. So I'm gonna touch on these types of dreams really quickly. And perhaps I'll do another whole episode on this because it's very common, more common than any of you would think or believe it to be. And in full transparency, to be completely open with you, I've struggled with that myself. Astrologically speaking, I am all water. From all of my Scorpio placements to all of my Pisces placements. So it can be really hard for me not to get lost in the fantasy. And for a few years, it was hard and it took a toll on my relationship, having these types of dreams and literally having this ability to see into alternate realities with these people, which can, you know, be a little confusing in your waking reality. It can, it can confuse you and make you question things. If you're someone who's listening and you are currently going through this or have been going through this, I just want to say that if there is any guilt around this because you're already in a committed relationship with someone else in this reality, take a deep breath and let it go. There's no need to feel ashamed about it. The key is to not get so caught up in the other realities that we forget to be present in this one. It's a powerful gift to be able to walk in the void. And... With all gifts comes a responsibility to yourself and to others. Having these types of dreams doesn't mean that we love our partners any less. But soul connections can feel so powerful and we feel so at home with the other person that we're dreaming about that it's easy to not want to wake up from the dream. 
But it's helpful to remember that this, this reality is also a dream too. If you think about it, for the alternate you in that alternate reality, this reality is a dream for her. And she's dreaming through you too. Past lives are nonlinear. Instead of flowing like a river, they are a lake, a circle. Sometimes we dip into them, but like any beautiful swim, we must come back out eventually. Well, I hope that answered your question. I'm here if you need any support. And for those that are listening, if you want to submit your own questions, there's a direct link in the show notes below to leave a voice message. And on that note, as we head into a lunar eclipse this weekend in Taurus, and we've now started the Scorpio season, may your dreams be activating. And may the stars be ever in your favor.